in the land of hobbits and harfoots, elves and ants, goblins and gadriel, dwarves and Mount Doom, there is one that rules all, the One Ring. But what came before that One Ring? Well, here at Elves, Hobbits, and Potatoes, we have traveled through the Fangorn Forest to bring you an episode-by-episode look at the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, brought to you by Gathering of the Geeks. I am one of your hosts, Emmett, and I'm joined by the Ted Lasso, to my coach beard, Chris Evans. Chris, how's it going tonight? Good. I just got off the Buckleberry Ferry. Yeah. <laughs> <So I'm> good. <laughs> That's good. I made it just in time. <laughs> well, that's good. You know, you never know how uh, how fast the uh, the ferry's going to move uh, late at night, and uh, only a few hobbits pulling pulling the the rope along, right? I mean, they got to do what they got to do. Without it, sure. they're never escape. That's right. They'll they'll get run over by a big giant horse and a, and a ring wraith just like that. So or something. I don't know. Because <laughs> ring wraiths can't swim, but a horse will. That's right. I, I I never understood that. Like that, you didn't have anything to throw at those hobbits as they slowly floated away. You had to wait until they got all the way to the other side. Well, I mean, technically, let's say like they launched a sword at them or something, and and yeah. it would have killed one of them. <laughs> they right. still have to go dig the body out of the water. That's true. We just yeah. went like this is like CSI, the Hobbit edition right now. But uh, hypothetically, that's what it would have happened. And they, I don't think they can swim or go into water, so they would have had to wait for an orc or something to come and. Right. It's for the master. And, you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> Some poor orc has to go swimming to get, pick up a hobbit body at the right. bottom. We don't know how deep those rivers and lakes are. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gathering of the Geeks is available wherever you get your podcast, and we're on YouTube. Just search Gathering of the Geeks, and you will find us. All right, Chris, we got episode six of Rings of Power. I think it's called Udon or Udin. Um, oh, that was Uruk. Or, no, you're right. It is. is... Yeah. <laughs> There, there is the, the word Uruk is mentioned many times in this episode. Yes. Um, so this was probably the most different episode that we've seen so mm-hmm. far. Um, it's basically one storyline, but it converges of two storylines together. Um, there's no uh, Harfoots, there's no um, Dwarves or, or, or um, Elrond and the Elves and that kind of thing. And it's basically an action scene from the beginning to the end with mixed in with um, a little bit of conversation and, and world building and stuff like that. Obviously, some very big world, world building by the end of the episode. Um, but overall, Chris, what were your thoughts on, on Udon? Um, like I said, I, this one felt like to me like the most different um, from the episodes that we've seen so far. This is the this is like the battle episode in a way. Every like every show like this has an episode that's this, where it's just dedicated to the action they've been building to. There's little bits of story, and there's mm-hmm. some kind of reveal. So it follows that formula really well, mm-hmm. and I think it's one of the better episodes. And for those who I think have kind of been on the fence about, like, eh, nothing really happens in it, mm-hmm. I think this is your episode. And it's a it's a damn good time. <laughs> uh, that, that's what I, I've seen as well online, that people really felt like the, the, the pacing. People have been mentioning pacing in this show. Yeah, um, for a while I have we haven't mentioned too much about the pacing. I don't think um, it hasn't been a, an issue for me, but it feels like people really wanted this type of this type of episode. They wanted a big action set piece, knowing I think what people do know from Lord of the Rings about you know there's lots of action mm-hmm. mixed in with still lots of walking and lots of talking as well. Um, so I'm glad people enjoyed it. Uh, um, I enjoyed it as well, but. Um, I, it, it wasn't, um, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that it's one of your favorite episodes. It's not one of mine, um, but that's just a totally thing. And there was like, it was just the stuff that, that this episode was missing to me. 
Um, okay. it, it, everything that was in the episode was great. Um, but it, it just, you know, we're missing the Harfoots again. You know, we're missing, I'm, I'm really, I'm really loving Prince Durin and Elrod and not having them in there. Um, I, 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 I miss them. Um, okay. But everything we got in this episode was great. All the stuff with uh, Adar, especially how he opened the episode, I thought was really interesting with the, um, the planting of the seeds. Um, I forget what he says. Oh, yeah. um, I, I, it was something um... de- devout of, 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 light or something darkness and light and something very uh, fancy and probably inspiring yeah. <laughs> to some yes. but i can't remember the exact like, verbiage yeah de- devout of of life or devout of death and there is life so the idea that he's planting something knowing that he's going into war knowing that there's going to be you know death and he's planting seeds um and then juxtaposition juxtaposition to that to what we see at the end um, about more of those seeds uh, that that was that might have been my favorite part of the entire episode just just the the through line of that little seeds or anything so anyways back to a little bit towards the start how do you think it started chris you know we see adar doing elvish things which we we find out that's what he's doing he's mm-hmm. still doing elvish things with these seeds and then he goes and you know kind of gives a rousing speech to the to the orcs and what have you what do you think about um adar uh, to start the episode you can tell take the elf out of the trailer park, but you can't take the trailer park <laughs> out of the elf. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that was a cool scene, but I kept wondering who that was. He was burying. Mm. I wonder if that was the kid that got murdered by Waldrig, who we know now killed the kid. It's confirmed. I didn't even know that he was burying someone. I didn't was, get that. Wasn't it? I in thought a he hand? was just. I I thought he was just burying the seeds, and he was like planting a tree or whatever. Somebody, I thought he put it in somebody's hand. Maybe I'm misremembering. I thought that was his hand that he was okay. dropping could them be. in. Yeah, well, could be. We are confused about the opening, but I liked it. Whatever sure. it was, it was cool. I'm gonna have to rewatch the first two mm-hmm. minutes now. Yeah, um, I was under the assumption he was burying somebody. Hmm. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll, re- I'll rewatch. That's that's my mistake. Um, <laughs> but it was it was a, a cool opening. I really liked the Adar character because he's mm-hmm. different. You know, mm-hmm. in the other stuff, we never really got a dark figure like this. You had Saruman, mm-hmm. but he, he was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. He didn't feel as sinister as this guy does. Mm-hmm. Also, this guy is more three-dimensional in a way, I think. Yeah, the, the backstory that we've got. Yeah. In, in the, when he gets captured um, by Gladriel and, and Hallbrand near the end of the episode, and we find out um you know what he has to say about sauron and whether or not it's true or not like he said i killed sauron mm-hmm. um, and like i'm like well, wait what 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 did you do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and, and just in in the stuff with the the seeds at the start and like you said you can't take the elf out of the trailer park and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff like and and why hallbrand knows this guy and adar doesn't know hallbrand i'm like well, what's yeah. what what is going on here like I, I I I was just surprised, or I'm surprised every episode when they introduce a new character. Mm-hmm. I was surprised when they all, all automatically, oh, there's a new storyline happening here. This Hallbrand and Adar thing is is completely new and completely fresh, and have me really excited to see where it goes from here. Especially when we find out what happens or doesn't happen to Adar by the end of the episode. Yeah, I'm curious where it's going because I like that. He, I guess he's the villain of season one. I guess that's what he is. Yeah. And I like that we're just getting snippets slowly because the first time we see him, we just know he's like the uh, orc god or something. (laughs) And now we're learning more about him and his backstory. I don't think makes him sympathetic because that's a pet peeve of mine. 
I right. generally don't like sympathetic villains. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't feel bad for someone who just murdered a, a group of children or something. Right. right. So he's not sympathetic, though. Even though he believes he, what he's doing is right, he's got that Magneto complex in a way. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing what's right. And he's, it's the right way to do it. And you can't tell him different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I like Adar and I like the opening. And I guess we'll talk about that later, The like the ending with him later on. Or did you want to do that now? Too. No, let's let's stick with that, Darren. Uh, Darren, let's let's just continue talking so, about him. There was something interesting about it because I kind of wonder what is an orc, and there was right. there's apparently a rumor or was like speculated some that the orcs were elves, and so Galadriel says something about I heard there were um, elves taken and and tortured and I, I guess experimented on or something. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that kind of confirms orcs are just horrible elves. I think that was a thing from the first from Fellowship of the Ring when Sauron oh, is digging digging up those or the Urukai, where mm-hmm. he's like they're digging them up out of the ground. I think, and I think it's mentioned at some point in there, or maybe I'm just thinking that it was mentioned that yes, they are elves of some kind, and there was something wrong with them. They're like cast off in some way, or or they're they're evil elves or something. I don't really know, but I think I I think I heard that in in Fellowship at some point. That yes, they were elves uh, at hmm. some point in their lives. I think this kind of, conf- I guess, it confirmed how they were made, sort of. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's why Adar calls them his children. Mm-hmm. His children are these disgusting elf creatures. <laughs> the Rick. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, now, a lot of points to the actor playing Adar because mm-hmm. he's conveying a lot of emotion, I think, and he. Even when he's being sincere, you, you still hate him. Like he's right. still a terrible character, like person or elf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I really appreciate that because normally, well, in a lot of cases, they get lost in the makeup and they go too sympathetic or something. This is not the case here. Mm. And then when he's like face down, listening to the water, yeah, that was a like a bizarre thing. But at the same time, it was really neat. I was wondering what he was doing if he was like getting low on the ground and like bracing himself. But then when you find out that the water is going through the tunnels that they were making, mm-hmm. like oh, he's like he's like embracing and and, and fully in in like getting immersed in what's happening. Mm-hmm. Everything that he's creating is finally coming to life, and he's he's just like he wants to experience it. I, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, that was like I did it. Yeah, yeah that's right. To it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting you're talking about him as a villain, and it just made me think about this. And when it, it goes back to the opening scene with him, kind of having a, a rousing, um, you know, a pre-war speech to the goons, or whatever. I, I thought of um, um, Ethan Hawke's character from Moon Knight, um, where he's not oh, yeah. loud and, and and ambitious and overly grandstanding. Like Adar, and ever since we saw him, he's very calculated in what he says. He's very I'm calm. Like- yeah, exactly. And that's what's a really interesting thing about it is, and again, with the seeds, he, he is an elf. He's an elf at heart in, in a way. And he, he's, he hasn't changed who he is, but just the way he thinks and the which side of the you know good, good or evil battle is on, he's on. I, I, just, I, I, love, I love that type of villain. Like you said, you don't like the sympathetic villain. I like the calm and cool collected villain. Mm-hmm. That knows exactly what they're saying, knows exactly what they're doing, and we we find out that he knew exactly what he was doing, you know, uh, like getting caught in by Halbrand and having the conversation and the way he's turning them 
you know, whether he's telling lies about the Sauron thing. And eventually when the plan gets carried out with what um, I assume that he and Waldrig kind of had a little bit of a side deal about, you know, you take the sword and I'll take the, the, the ax or what was it? It's a hatchet or whatever. Yeah, something like, um, that. like he, he's got all this planned out and I love, I love, I love, I love it when evil guys have plans and they all come together and he just kind of, and, and we, we see by the end of it that he kind of, you know he's gone. He's he, he's he's gone to 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 carry on the the, the evil as it were. He's polluting the land. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, so then after the um, after the speech that he gives, and then you know we really get you know they they kind of the orcs are they kind of make way to the the elven tower there to to do away with the the Southlanders and and Erendir. And we find out that the the Southlanders kind of got a trick up their sleeve, and you know, m- much like we were talking about, or we have been talking about, where we don't know how long things are taking, we don't know what time is happening here. You know, how did these people get out of that tower that the orcs see in them? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> a lot of people in that tower, and you no know, Rinder's left, and then you see that they're, they're all the way at the bottom of the hill. Like they got out of that thing, and they there's they a back got door. Around. Yeah, you know that's and that's what I could have used. I could have used a backdoor scene. Yeah, they just like a backdoor or something. That was that was more or less one of my uh, little nitpicks. So we see a like an awesome scene where Rindir is again doing his sweet Elvish stuff. He's doing flips, and you know I love it when he brought down the tower. I thought that was oh, such that a cool need just just to bury them. And I I love a Rindir just standing there or uh, Adar just standing there, you know, watching all this stuff come crashing on around him. And Waldrick's like, "Move! You need to run!" And Adar's just like. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to stand a, here and watch it. I'm an elf. I got plans. Yeah. This is cool. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> We're cool. Nothing's going to happen mm-hmm. to me. Maybe you. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that the and it goes to the Southlanders kind of plan. Like they they and they know they can't fight this 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 you know this orc army head on. Mm-hmm. They have to try and do something to to you know cut them off at their knees. Um, kind of thing so i like that i like the little switch there as well where they're not waiting you know eventually they do wait and they when they get to the village and kind of set up a you know a more of a battle plan but i like that right off the bat they they they've got a plan and they're trying to you know outsmart the orcs in in a certain way and it worked it worked beautifully for their sense um i i thought that was a really interesting way to way to start the fight i guess i thought so too because i didn't know what they were doing like i i didn't i didn't piece it together until we saw what they had in mind which i guess how would you? Mm-hmm. But uh, their their plan was pretty clever. Like trap them in the fires, or mm-hmm. you know, in the middle, and then just yeah. you know, arrows and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it, that was really clever, and it looked impressive, very mm-hmm. impressive. Uh, and you kind of feel bad for them when the orcs say, "Hey, we're not done." Yeah, yeah. It's like, like when you see was. the rest of them coming, like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and especially when you get later on in the village, when we find out who they sent, who the what the orc army yeah. sent to do the fighting first. I thought again, another switch. You know, okay, they're they're going to have a fight at the tower, and that's this is where they're going to do battle. Mm-hmm. Nope, they're moving and doing the village. Okay, now their orcs are here, and they're going to do uh, battle again. When we find out that it's not the orcs, it's the Southlanders that went to the to the orc side, um, and you know they, we get the reveal, of, and it's some orcs mixed in as well. Um, but we see them, you know, they're taking their masks off and they're seeing like their brothers and, you know, they're, 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 they're their own kind and mm-hmm. their own, they you know they were killing their own kind. I thought that was a really, really interesting switch. Again, these people are bad. They're bad people. They're obviously on the, the side of evil. But again, 
you know, a, a week ago or, you know, three days ago or whatever, before they made that trip out of the tower with all, with Waldrig, they were their, their own kind. They were, you know, a, a one people. And now that they're, they're two, this, you know, they can still see um, the look on some of their faces that they still do care about the people that they killed. <laughs> I wouldn't say they were bad people though. I think mm -hmm. that Waldrig sold them a story. Yeah. that's true. And we were told from the start that the humans, I mean, they don't stop telling us the humans are weak-minded in this show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of keep hitting that one. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I think they were just misguided. They thought that was how to survive. And that's clearly was not the case, except for mm -hmm. Waldrig. And, um, you know, it, it was it was a grim reveal, I think. It, well, I, that, and that's the thing we've been talking about, too. This storyline is the darkest. And we had a whole episode of, of the darkness, you know, people dying, you know, kids. Well, I don't know if it was kids or not, but young people and, and, and you know, women and children and, and, and mm -hmm. men and like you know, humans and orcs. There was a lot of death in this episode. Oh, yeah. This was like Lord of the Rings, um, the death edition or something. <laughs> I don't know. It was uh, it was pretty grim. And that particular reveal, it hit because, mm -hmm. you know, these are common people. They're not soldiers. Right. All of them. None of them are soldiers. They're all just common people. So to see them realizing they're they're killing their community, that was something. Mm -hmm. And of course, Adar doesn't care. It was a means yeah, to an end. Yeah, and he, like him walking through the fires, like as the the battle is basically ended before it gets started up again. Mm -hmm. Like that guy is just you know he's a he's a menacing character, and you know him walking through the fire, I thought was a really cool scene. So I think it was. Yeah, this was still before the 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 the, day, the daylight. But in in the in in the middle middle of the battle, I guess, and like I'm the one fight with Arindir in this big, huge, tall orc. Mm, yeah. Like he's getting thrown around, and I really love the um, the camera work in this shot. I think they tried to work it as a, a, a like a one or a one shot where the camera kind of moves around, and you know you can you you can see where they're they're. You know the the switches are and with most of, of the wonders you can, but I, I really appreciated the scene of a reindeer getting thrown around. You know, thrown this way, thrown that way, getting his head bashed against the the, the wall, the rock wall. And this orc is, you know, he's like seven and a half feet tall. He looks like he's, you know, a pretty bad dude. Um, and then to see, you know, he a reindeer gets saved by I think it was Bronwyn, mm -hmm. where she stabs the uh, orc through the back of the head. I really, you know, the ba the battle was pretty slow in developing um overall like it, it got started at the tower but then it was over and it wasn't really a battle um and then the the southlanders kind of had their little traps um here and there and it just like there was little pockets of 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 a battle here and there and i, I like this little pocket of arindir and fighting this big huge orc what would you think about you know arindir again doing his thing he's he's constantly doing his his sweet elf battle thing <laughs> i like when we see heroes get humbled in a way mm -hmm. because it makes them in my opinion more relatable and more human like even when the character is not human mm -hmm. in the case of uh Arendir. so i liked the fight i thought it was brutal um on his end mm -hmm. like he got thrashed <laughs> <laughs> was not expecting him to to actually you know get beaten like that because i don't uh, he kind of uh, even though he's a warrior i don't know if he's ever fought an orc like that that's kind of right. the sense we, I got. Yeah, we don't even know what kind of battle he's he or you know b battle time he's actually done. He's more or less right. the, the peacekeeper. 
like and and it was it's been peacetime for a very long time so we haven't seen yeah. him uh, do anything uh, really other than just the little stuff we saw in the, in the show so far yeah we don't even know if he was part of the morgoth's battle um yeah maybe, yeah maybe that's something that's in the books I, i'm not really sure or the the text mm-hmm. um, i don't know but i really liked the fight itself i thought it was it was fun to watch and then the ending of it is pretty neat with him getting saved because he does all the saving mostly right <laughs> so yeah, that was so nice much to see so much black gooey blood too was just non-stop in this episode too <laughs> i was thinking of alien how their blood is acid i was like man if that he's, he's a goner <laughs> there goes that job just dripping all over his face yeah just looks like he non-stop. bit with the black amount that was goo. all over him, yeah it's like he bit the, the orc or something or maybe he's like mm-hmm. a penguin from batman returns i don't know <laughs> that's what i thought of too is the black goo from batman returns yeah just this oh. goo coming out of i, I wonder how you prepare the actor for that okay you just lay here we're gonna pour goo on your face <laughs> look terrified yeah that's right well it's probably is terrifying it's probably you know tasty silicone or whatever it is like it probably doesn't taste very maybe good it's ketchup. yeah maybe that wouldn't be so bad mm-hmm. uh <laughs> Uh, so on the opposite side of things, we're we're we're, we're seeing um, the uh, Numenor people make their way over in a ship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we mentioned last week, and I had asked the question to you about, you know, if these if these things were happening at the same time, if the storylines were happening at the same time, and I guess more or less they are. Um, but again, they don't explain time, so I guess we just kind of have have to accept time okay. in this show. Yeah. Um, so we got, you know, Gladriel uh, on the ship and um, she's talking to Elendil. Um, and then, you know, they they say where they have to go. They got a little map and it says, you know, we got to go up this river. That's a day. And then once we get off the river on the horseback, that's another day. Um, so, again, the the, the the non-description of time in, in this series is, is it's more or less just a thing. And I, I guess we just have to accept it, Chris. Um, and you know, we have we have mentioned it. It's kind of our one main nitpick um, mm-hmm. about the show overall. But are you are you coming to more terms about it now? And specifically seeing it in this time, like we don't see, you know, they're on they're on the ship for in the episode for I don't know a couple of minutes, and then <laughs> that's it, you know. And then they're they're the next time we see them, they're riding into battle. Yeah, I, I am just going to accept the time, whatever it is it is at this point. Because I think you're right. I think they are all simultaneously happening. happening. So I think that is the way the show works. Yeah. Um, at least we know that it took them a couple days to even hit land. We do yes. know that. Because, you know, if we go back to last episode, Aaron Deer's description of when the orcs were going to get there was ridiculous. <laughs> That's hours Maybe or days. days. Maybe hours. <laughs> Yeah. What the hell, man? <laughs> I noticed so, in the uh, when I when I watched the episode and it said previously on, mm-hmm. it just said hours. <laughs> he yeah. didn't, they didn't they didn't they didn't play the part about days. <laughs> so <laughs> Aaron was on some kind of high. I didn't know what was going on. Hours, <laughs> right. days, weeks. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I think we did have a, a idea of the timeline now. But mm-hmm. going forward, I'm just going to accept it. It is what it is. I think yeah. they are happening simultaneously, and that's fine. Maybe when the mystic people come back, we'll have a, another sense of the time too. Mm-hmm. It would be, yeah. We get small hints of it every once in a while, um, and again, they're they're telling us that it's not a big deal, so it's, mm-hmm. we kind of just have to accept that it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's, um, so the, the show still yeah, works. 
Exactly. Um, so the the Southlanders are basically about to be massacred. They're all retreated into the I think that you think they call it the the crypt or what was a tavern? I don't know. Yeah, but they they call it something. Oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. So yeah, they're all in the tavern. They're all there, and they're kind of trying to board the the doors up because the the orcs have overtaken them, as you know, as they should. There's you know thousands thousands of orcs and only a couple hundred of of the Southlanders and and one elf. Um, and then we get the sound, and I love the sound of horseback. You know, the horses' hooves on the ground. It's just like mm-hmm. thunder, and we know what it is. Um, I just thought that was a really cool way, and it, I I want to say it played for five or ten seconds before we actually see Gladriel like leading the army and, and Hallbrand and, and and Numenor on the horses. Um, I I just love the way they played that played it out with the sound of of the horseback. And in, in you know we see and it, it, they're very obvious with it. You know the light is coming. It's it's dawn, <laughs> and here and here comes you know here comes the uh, the, the, the saviors again. Yeah, exactly. So you know much like time is a weird thing, this is awfully very coincidental. They arrive at just the right time. You just kind of have to you accept that as that well. Out. Yeah. It, well, that's the other thing about this episode. Like nothing aside from that very ending with uh, with Waldring and what happens after that. Everything kind of plays out, and I guess a little bit of with the tower. It kind of plays out as it should. You know, the, mm-hmm. the Southlanders put up a good fight, and obviously they can't overcome, so they need the help. And we know the help is coming. They've been telling the telling us the help is coming for a little while now. So, um, but I just love that. I love the sound of the the horseback, of the, of the thunder of the of the of the hooves on the ground as as the the saviors as the the help comes from Numenor. I just love the way uh, before they even show anything. I just love the introduction. Of, of the of the horseback as they as they're coming in, missed opportunity not to use ACDC's thunder. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, no, their entrances. Yeah. Oh, thunderstrike! There we go. Yeah, their entrance <laughs> is badass. Mm-hmm. The way it happens and the timing of it is is really great because it, I wasn't actually expecting them anymore. Oh yeah, I wasn't really. I mean, I know I said that they would come at you know when they were needed. Basically, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. thought they would have came when the orcs entered the area, right? Like before the tower. I thought that's when they were going to come. So mm-hmm. when they weren't there, and we see the exchange happen with uh, Theo and the uh, the key, I thought, yeah. okay, well, they're not there. They're days away. This is going to happen. And then when they get there, it's like, oh, well, how do we help you guys fix what happened? Mm-hmm. So seeing them come at that time, I liked it. It, it kind of it went over what I thought it was going to be, and it was in a way better because when they came, the orcs just like scattered. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, yeah, these guys will... are <laughs> yeah. These are real people. They have armor. <laughs> right. They're going to do cool tricks on the horses and kill us. <laughs> uh, so that you reminded me of something that I did that we didn't mention. The stuff that happened inside that tavern. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the orcs are in there. Bronwyn is, uh, I think she got an arrow in her, her shoulder or whatever. And, you know, everyone else is kind of, you know, they're, I, I, another cool scene is they're, they're, all those Southlanders are running into the tavern and just the arrows are coming and they're picking them off grim. one at a time. And, you know. So <laughs> grim. Um, so, yeah, Bronwyn's like in her, in her, on her last little, on her last breast, it, it appears like she's bleeding profusely, a lot mm-hmm. of blood. Um, and again, those seeds come into play where um, Arindir's got these seeds. And he, I guess he mixes them with um, water or blood and he kind of rubs it on her, on her, 
on her wound and it kind of heals over a little bit like the growth from the seeds kind of heals over so i thought that was a kind of cool thing um what do you think about a reindeer hiding the the key right inside right in the middle of the uh right in the middle of the tavern uh i don't know where he should have hit it or he could have hit it so i guess it's fine <laughs> I, when he was like, I need a bear, nobody could see. I thought he was gonna like yeah. go bury it somewhere. That's what I thought too. He's going into the woods or something. Right now, he <laughs> just casually puts it. I guess where he put it where nobody thought it would be. Because well, like and, and, we thought it would yeah. be somewhere in the woods. Sure. So I guess it makes sense in that respect. It, it didn't really bother mm-hmm. me though. Yeah. Theo following yeah. him and knowing where it was though. Come on, why Theo? Yeah, that Theo's a tricky. You know, he's a tricky bugger. That Theo. Sometimes. Um, sometimes. Like so yeah, like, yeah. So there's like kind of like a torture scene happening here, or not really torture. Like they're straight up killing humans, killing the yeah. Southlanders. You know, stabbing them vicious, in the gut and everything. Like, oh my god. Um. So yeah, they, they they get the key. They they've got the key, and they kind of the, the thunder starts to happen. Um. And just as the screen uh, the the scene is about to change, Adar says to Waldrig, "I've got. Uh, I I need you to do something for me." And that's pretty much all we see. Um, I assume that he says that, but then nothing happens because they don't have any time to do it. That's what um, I thought. Because the the because the cavalry's riding in, so we'll get to that a little bit later. But then, so let's get to the fight scene. You know, the the big the big overall fight scene. You know, the the the, the, the it remind, reminded me of um, the two towers when you know yeah. the, the riders the riders of Rohan come down the hill at, at first like. light. Yeah, it's like okay, they the, the, the people on horseback. Uh, in, in Lord of the Rings, they automatically win any fight. Yeah, <laughs> if you're no on a horseback, you win. <laughs> exactly. No contest. You're dead. Well, and that's an interesting thing, too. And I, I I didn't think about that until just now, until I said Two Towers. But it's very coincidental, again, that they the riders of Rohan and Gandalf show up exactly the right time to save them. So it's not a, an out-of-world thing for Lord of the Rings that people show up at exactly the right time to, to, it's a common to save trope. people. We, we see it like in everything. It's fine. Sure. <laughs> um, so they come in. They got chains, and I that that cool scene where they're the two chain, uh, two horseback riders holding the chains, and they're they're pulling the the orcs down, and mm. um, Alindiel's taking off taking on six orcs at one time, and With that and badass Isildur, helmet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And Isildur comes and saves them, and blah blah blah. And uh, Isildur's friends are you know nonstop killing, and there, there's just a lot going on. Um, a lot going on in this small little area. Like I, I mentioned, there's just pockets of action mm-hmm. everywhere, and it's not a big grand scheme, grand scale thing like um, you know the, the 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 Battle of Helm's Deep or the Battle for Middle Earth. Um, it's it's pocketed because it's it's a fairly small battle. Um, it is. It's all taking it's all taking place in a little village, but it felt these little pockets. I thought felt really large. I thought I thought they felt really big. The scope of it was tremendous and i think that's thanks to um whoever's directing it i suppose because they made this small battle feel like a full-scale war right even though they're it's a small area they're, they're not even utilizing the full village i think no it's just like the it's, main thoroughfare and the the tavern there it's just a corner of it or a street if you will and, and yeah. they just utilize it incredibly well and the action is so well done and choreographed uh, i i think that whether you're looking at gladriel's um showy kind of fighting style mm-hmm. or even just the brute force the soldiers are showing mm-hmm. it, it's just something to behold it feels like something you would see on a big screen 
You know, mm. like you could put this in IMAX or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it's really impressive. And they don't hold back on the violence in the show either. When it's violent, it gets graphic. Yep. You know, there's decapitations when they need them. There's disembodiments, all kinds of stuff is going on. Mm-hmm. But, and this was cool too, I thought. We, I don't believe we saw any of the uh, Numenor people die. I don't think they had any casualties because they are that good, apparently. Sure. And it's just a, a sea of dead orcs. That's <laughs> <laughs> when they're done. They're just everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's impressive. Well, one th- yeah, well, one thing that I really liked from the battle was, uh, and I mentioned it, Alindiel in the middle of the battle. Mm-hmm. You know, we see the queen regent up on the top, you know, in, in most battles in most in, you know, the king or the, the, the leader of the group, they don't do the fighting. They let get the their, pawns their, do. Let the pawns do. But I like it that Elindiel is right in the middle. And what we know from Elindiel from Fellowship of the Ring as the king, he's right in the middle of the battle. He's on the front lines. He dies in the battle. Um, so I, I like the third, the the through line for Alindil as a character being, you know, he's not, and he's the king of the navy or the the whatever the boss of the navy or, or whatever. He's not afraid to to do battle. He's not afraid to get in the thick of things. And in because of that, in Fellowship of the Ring in the prologue, he dies because of it. He we dies because die? he. Well, yeah. It, well, it's um, well, yeah. I don't know if we see him die, but that the word is is that as the king is struck down, Isildur picks up his father's sword. And and cuts oh, off. Okay. Uh, so it's just this the idea of that Lindiel is is front and center. He's he's mm-hmm. on the front lines, and we see that in this battle as well. Like I said, taking on six orcs at one time. Obviously, he's saved by his son, um, which again is another little um, another little cool little nod. Um, so that many obviously, moments. so many moments. Again, little things um, all over the place. Um, so then Adar and, and Galadriel go for a little bit horseback ride, um, and it, it's <laughs> kind of like. Yeah, a little race. Um, I, I, whenever elves talk in elvish and they're talking to, you know, people or, or things or, or or animals or horses, I love that. I, it makes me think of um, um, I think is it Arwen is her name, Liv Tyler in Fellowship of the Ring, or in, yeah, in those Arwen. ones where she's got uh, Frodo and Frodo's been stabbed by the thing and he's he's gonna die. So she's she's got a race to to the Elven land and she's talking to her horse too about going faster. Um, I, I like that. I just like that kind of stuff. It's a simple thing. Um, horses going fast is fun. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why this popped in my head, but when she talked to the horse and went faster, my mind was the Fast and the Furious when <laughs> Vin Diesel and Paul in, in the first one when they're doing that first race, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker, and he hits the Nas yeah. too early. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why that's where my head went, but it did. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's uh, not much happens. It's just a kind of a cool action scene built on top of an action scene, like a little pocket here. Um, and, but we get that first introduction, um, after, um, they kind of, uh, after Hallbrand kind of circles around, knocks Adar down, um, and we kind of get the inter- in- introduction between two of them. So we already talked about that, but then after the battle is over and the, the stuff before the battle, um, in the tower, I, I, I guess I don't consider the tower, the real battle. Cause it's, it's not, there's only a reindeer. It's kind of like a video game battle where there's three tiers. That's right. That's kind of what it felt like. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like the stuff before the battle. And then once the battle is over, as they're like celebrating, um, you know, the Queen Regent calls Halbrand over. Yeah. Um, and we get the, you know, we get the, the like, I, I, is it, I think it's Bronwyn who asked him, like, are you him? Yeah. Are you Bronwyn. the king? Are you the king that was promised? And he, he looks again, Halbrand is still very hesitant. 
to to be the guy. You know, we saw in the last episode when he threw his little pouch down and he, you know, we, we weren't sure if he was going to do it. And he goes back and grabs it, obviously. Um, but when in this one, again, he takes a moment. He's like, am I the guy? Is this little, little old Hall brand, you know, a guy that, you know, ran away from everything. And obviously, we're, we're the stuff with Adar, we're, we're slowly seeing why and mm-hmm. what happened. And so I, I really want to know what happened to Hallbrand and his family. I, I, I want to know so badly. Yeah, <laughs> he, exactly. he did something. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I just like that. Again, he says, yes, I am. And there's just just big cheering like the, the Southlanders. They, they they've they've done fairly well for themselves up until this point, um, you know, but they, as as with most anyone in a time of need or a time of, you know, a time of, of, of dire or, or, or want or something, you look to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You look to somebody else to lead you. And now they have that person. And I just wonder if Hallbrand is going to be that person. I, I wonder if I Hallbrand, so. I don't know if he, if he still really wants it. I don't know if his attitude is there. And I don't know if he's, even if he, if he, even if his attitude and his want is there, if the story is going to let him be that person. I think he's done some horrible things and we're going to find out what they are. <laughs> and that's going to lead to some, something in the story where he's not going to be the King they think. Right. That's just my guess because <laughs> it's the interaction with him and Adar that are making me think that. Mm-hmm. Like, I know who you are. Well, I don't know you, which probably means you were one of the pawns yeah. I sent to do something terrible. <laughs> <laughs> or I did something terrible to you and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, that little moment. The other little moment that I love from the thing is, is Gladriel's doing her sweet thing on the horse and Theo's like, yeah. who is that? <laughs> and Arinder's like, that's Galadriel. She's the leader of the Northern Armies, and like they're both so awestruck at this woman. Like even even Arindir is the elf, as the you know he knows who she is. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. I'm like, oh, does, does he know her? And and you mentioned it before, man. Like we don't we don't know how far Arindir goes back if he's if he was involved with the Morgoth thing. We don't know mm-hmm. how old uh, Arindir is, but like, oh, he knows her. And then they talk, and it's like, oh, they're talking in Elvish, and they they're friends. It's like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I love that. I was like, yes, yeah. these two are on some level. They know each other. I think yeah. it seems like that. Or even just, they have a, a kinship. They have a, they, they, they know each other without knowing each other. I well, he's a, yeah, I, I guess she's a celebrity for the elves. So <laughs> he, he's aware of her. Maybe That's she's not right. that familiar with him. Like, Oh, okay. You're just a, a soldier, whatever, but he is okay. aware of her. And I thought that was such a cool moment. Yeah. I just I, love Theo. Who is that? <laughs> yeah, Theo was looking at like the wolf with the eyes pop out. But uh, <laughs> that was that was funny too. I, I did like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's like I think it's also part of Theo's journey in a way to accept the elves as mm-hmm. friendlies instead of these are just our enemies or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually that's one of the reasons I like that quick interaction, even though I also see it as a funny thing, but the, the yes. deeper thing for me is he's accepting the elves. Even mm-hmm. like when Aaron Deere goes and talks to him afterward, like I would have did the same thing. Yeah. That moment is one of my favorite moments in the whole episode. And it's not the action or anything. It's just, it's a good character thing. Yeah. It's totally understandable. Like it's his mother, you know, mm-hmm. like what are you going to, you do anything, you know, to protect, to protect your family. And it's just giving the key and they don't even know what this key is for. Right. I don't know it what, could, like it, yeah, they don't know what they're giving up. It could be anything. So right, 
And Eringer, he was probably one step away from giving it up himself. Because mm-hmm. he knew they weren't going to stop. They were going to murder everybody in that building. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So at some point, Eringer was going to say, okay, the key is under the board you're standing on. It's right there, <laughs> fellas. Yeah. Hey, stupid, it's right underneath you. <laughs> right. If you're a real, if you're a real Sar- Sauron servant, you'd feel it, wouldn't you? Loser. <laughs> I, yeah, that was the other thing. At this, I think it's before the battle starts. Eringer's trying to break it. Um, yeah, it, 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 it made it. me think of the ring, you know, when just before the fellowship is is put together, Gimli's mm-hmm. got the the axe and he goes to smash it and it breaks and he goes flying back. It's like this, then the, you know, th- there's something about this key where it was forged. We don't know because the 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 place where the ring was forged isn't isn't um, isn't there yet. But there's something about this. The, the anything made by Sauron, it's indestructible to <laughs> indestructible to human human ways. Yeah, and I, that leads to a whole other conversation, I think, because not to go off on a tangent, but it, Sauron's armor, I would imagine, was made by him or the same way the rest of his equipment is made. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe that's why only his finger could be cut off. <laughs> like, you couldn't stab him, you couldn't do anything else to him, and his helmet's right. pretty large. Yes. It's so, the, all, all you have is the fingers, and you got to be a really good aim at that one. Yeah, and they got the joints, you know, you got to be able to bend. So there's got to be some weak points, you know. Yeah, I, I guess that's what it was. But <laughs> I, I, I thought it was um, kind of intriguing that mm-hmm. you can't even destroy the key. Whatever Sauron yeah, touches key. is indestructible gold or something. That's right. <laughs> um, okay, so then we, when Adar, uh, Hallbrand, and Gladriel are, you know, talking it out, in in the in the wherever they are barn and and we're getting more of this Adar and Hallbrand stuff and and you know at the first time when Adar falls Hallbrand is about to kill him and Gladriel stops him mm-hmm. and then on the opposite side Gladriel's ready to cut him and Hallbrand stops him so I thought I thought that was an interesting thing and you know the whole time Adar is the one chained up he's the one sitting down but he's the one with the upper hand he's, he's the one who he's exactly in control and we see why. We see, and you know, they the, you know, um, he, a, a reindeer gives, um, a sildor the the thing. Is that who he gave it to? And he says, throw it in the water when you go back, or who the hell? No, he he gives that? it to Theo, and because Theo, Theo was talking about, it, he said, be free of it or something. Because you know, they had that moment. It's right. like, be, get rid of it, have them throw it away on their have way them home. throw it away, right? And yeah, then Theo so, opens again, it. So. The, the the idea that this this key is and I it related it to the ring. That's what this is too. And Theo talks about it. He talks about it. when I had this, I felt a certain way. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, I felt the power. I felt the 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 weight on me. So and that's what Arinder is saying. Okay, you need to do this. You need to give it away. Like I can't do this for you. Much like this whole thing about Frodo and the ring. No one else can do this, Frodo, but you. So and then he opens it up and there's a hatchet in there. And we're like, oh. Where did it go? And then we remember stupid old, that stupid old buggered Waldrake has it. I actually didn't remember we, that. So, and again, I didn't remember it either because it's just the Adar thing where he says, Waldrake, I've got something for you to do. And then all of a sudden, the people from Numenor come and you automatically forget about Waldrake. So mm-hmm. it was a really interesting swerve there. So, you know, Waldrake's jammed it into his arm. He's made it the full sword key or whatever, and he sticks it in. I don't know where he is. Is he in the, the ruins of the tower? Yeah. Okay. That's so why I understand. He's in the ruins of the tower and he turns it and you know there's rumbling and rumbling and we, we see that the water starts to come. And I automatically thought of Numenor and the great and the water that washes over them, like, oh, is this is this how Numenor ends? Is just a simple turn of a key and then all of a sudden they're gonna get washed out 
um, washed into oblivion, but it, it, it's just, and we get to see the tunnels. And, you know, I think we thought that they're looking for something when they were yeah. making these tunnels. We thought they were looking for this sword or this key, right? That are making their underground right? huts or something. Yeah, right. And and the the whole thing about, I think it was last episode where they're, they're, they're Adar's talking about the sun. This is what they're doing. They're And we find out where the water is going. The water is going. It's going through these tunnels. And it's and we I think we saw the mountain uh, in a, an earlier scene just we in did. the background. I'm like, we haven't seen that mountain before. I don't think this is the first time. No, I don't think this is the first time we saw the mountain. Oh, really? I think we saw it before, but we didn't. I mean, we had no idea what it was going to be. Sure. <laughs> I, I think and, it is in one of the earlier episodes. Okay, so in this one, I'm like, oh, that mountain is very, very prominent in the background there. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I think I know where they're going. So then we see the water is going through all of these tunnels that they build, and it goes into, you know, the the depths of Mount Doom, I guess, and into the lava. And with water hits lava, when you know water hits fire, it's there's steam and there's explosion. And there's one hell of an explosion here, Chris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I I I couldn't be more giddy about the creation of Mount Doom. Couldn't have been more giddy about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was strangely excited to see this volcano yeah. erupting and destroying everything. Yes. And I don't know why. I was like, that's Mount Doom. That's right. We are seeing Mount Doom being made. It was it was just so cool. The way it's handled and the destruction. Yeah. Like I didn't so before the show, I just kind of assumed Mount Doom already existed and we just didn't see it. Same. I thought we were just in a part of Middle Earth that, you know, it, it's just over there. It's on that side. Mm -hmm. That's where the bad people are. That's right. <laughs> I didn't know it's in the middle of the Southlands, apparently, which I didn't know the Southlands were a thing until the show either. But yes. the point is, it's cool to see the creation of it and to have that payoff of the, the digging and stuff. Because yes. while they were talking to Adar, I was saying, well, okay, he's captured. The orcs are dead. What was all the digging for? What were they doing? Yeah. <laughs> was it just looking for that key? Is that what it was? Was mm -hmm. it just their way to travel without the sun? Right. No, it was to create Mount Doom. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and the destruction that follows is glorious. It, yeah, and the, it's it's a quite a big path uh, of of destruction, and it seems like when the episode ends, it's still going. Yeah, like, it, it ends with Gladwell stopped yet. <laughs> yeah, Gladwell's just like standing there waiting for the destruction. I could, I, I, I her, the look on her face. I love that scene where she's looking at the destruction and she's saying, "Oh, everything that I've done, it it it, it still happened." Like yeah. the, this destruction is still coming. It I, never I, ends. I've I've, re, I've you know reunited Numenor to the to the land that they you know they came from and all of that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, and you know it, it it it's just nonstop. The evil is still coming. And I'm like, like she had a look on her face of, like she knew exactly what was happening. She knew it was coming, and she did like much like Adar with the destruction of the 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 tower. He didn't move. He 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 was coming. He he isn't running away from it because it's just I don't know more or less inevitable. And she's doing the same thing. She didn't turn and run. That you know the Queen Regent saying you know hide hide. Hallbrand saying hold hide hide. And Galadriel's looking straight at the straight in the face of destruction. <laughs> and she's and she's accepting. And she's like oh I I couldn't I couldn't fix this. I couldn't everything that I've done. Every, as angry as I've been for the last four episodes trying to get these people to you know come together and fight with me. It, it didn't matter. You know, nothing mattered because they, they, they still they still succeeded, I guess. And I, I'm wondering how many of them die from this. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
I would think everybody's on the chopping block here, unless <laughs> that little bit is just smoke coming at them. Yeah. Which it could just be the smoke from it, but I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I think, know if I don't know how much fire is 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 upon them. Yeah, it's hard to tell, but I, I'm gonna guess we're gonna have a, a fatality count on this one. <laughs> I would agree with that as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the queen is dead. Mm. That that's another thing that I was thinking about too. I'm trying to think if there was a moment in this episode, like usually when people die in TV shows or movies, there's a they were they're given a moment. And I, I guess her moment is the her moment talking to Hallbrand. Yes, that's what I was gonna right. say. That to me is the moment um, because it just seems like you know we're wondering how does uh, I can't what is it is Elbor's father's name Elendil? Elendil, yeah. Elendil. We know that he's gonna be king somehow. Right. Maybe the queen. This is the end. <laughs> this is the end, my friend. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I even if she survives, which I actually hope she does, I like the queen. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of the soldiers are, are just gone, and a lot yeah. of the the townspeople are gone. I'm wondering where Adar is too. I, watching the destruction. He, yeah, just sitting on top of a tree, like watching, watching, just the hanging out. He's like the Joker <laughs> in the interrogation scene from Dark Knight. He knew what he was doing the whole time. Well, that's the thing he did. Yes, yeah. I'm wondering about the. Um, you know, much like with the spaceman flying across the, the sky, how every, you know, every um, group saw this. I wonder about the the, the ramifications outward to to other um, our other groups. You know, if, if, if are they going to feel or see? Um, I don't think they're going to see because if I remember from like the Shire, it's so far away you don't see Mount Doom. But well, I just wonder about the, uh, Yeah, they're not there yet. That's right. And you know, I wonder about Elrond and and the, you know, this is the evil. You know the 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 one that the the, the king elf was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it's not the real evil with the, the Balrog and that kind of thing, but this is just more of that evil um, coming out. I'm, I'm wondering about the vibrations outwards of of this Mount Doom. Obviously, Mount Doom is a very 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 famous place in in, in the land of Middle Earth. So I'm wondering about the the ramifications outward to uh, people other than in the Southlands. I kind of wonder if the next episode is going to open with like Nori and everybody looking at the sky. Yeah, exactly. Just like they were looking at the sky with the spaceman flying across yeah. it. I wonder if yeah. we're going to get that and then Sadik, this is bad. This The yeah. text told me. <laughs> looking at his text, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's going to be a thing because he he you know he knows stuff's going on, it seems yep. like. So I wonder if that and um, it would be cool to see that the elves talk about it too. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious where it goes from here because this was a, a stellar episode with one hell of an ending. Yeah, it's interesting. Like that, that, and that pretty much summed up the 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 events of the episode. But I'm wondering, like, this wasn't the penultimate episode. There's still one. No. The next one is the penultimate, but this mm-hmm. one felt like the penultimate. Like there's a there's a cheering scene, and you know the king is back, hurrah! Um, and the creation of Mount Doom. Oh, what no? What happened next? I'm like, oh, there's still two you know two plus hours left of this of this show to see like oh what's what's happening now what is are we going to see more of the things inside mount doom like is the more the fortification of sauron starting to happen is adar gonna you know create a create a base in in mount doom of of some kind i'm wondering about what the hell happens now with this big 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 destruction that's happened Mm -hmm. yeah what out of the destruction where do the characters go do they all meet this season maybe they don't well, yeah, we've got the we've got the two big groups, so we've went from four down to two. Um, so I assume 
Well, I, I guess they both do. But I assume that one more time, Elrond is going to see Gladriel. I would think so, too. I would hope so. Yeah. Mm. But I don't know where the Harfoots are going to fit in. And then we have the mystic people we don't know about. But I, I, I did see on Twitter, I think the showrunner said, we will know who they are by the end of the season. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. They may say that for the finale, though, depending who they are or what they are. But I don't think they're humans. I don't think they have. The more I thought about it when we were talking about it last week and what they were wearing, it just feels like they're so out of the Sauron thing. Yes. Like they're not they're not drab and dark and like they're wearing bright, well, you know, white cloaks. They seem so different than what what Sauron is and you know everything we've seen from Sauron especially in this episode you know Mount Dune it's black and it's dirty and you know the smoke and the fire and everything like that the mystics weren't anything like that so the, the, that's what it, that's what I'm really looking forward to in the penultimate in the, in the finale for sure they were probably expensive dry cleaning bills very yeah and they're walking through the mud like yeah. oh, that, guy, that guy went down on a knee I think to look at the, the footprints too like he, he screwed yeah poor guys um, but <laughs> I, I think that would be a cool uh, thing, though, if they are like all dressed in white and then there's the mm-hmm. darkness that they're a part of. Mm. Or they could just be like the Order of the Wizards or something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Either way, I'm very interested in that. Yeah. And I, I, I just I just like that the Mount Doom thing has, you know, has such ramifications for the rest of Middle Earth now. Oh, like yeah. this in, in, from like, I guess the war. Of Morgoth from the first age is the big thing, and you know it's in the defeat of Morgoth and, and Sauron going away. This feels like a real big turning point in the second age of, of Middle Earth, and I think that's what they're playing it off as, and what people got so excited about when they watched this episode too. Like, oh, this is Mount Doom. We know what this is. We know how important this place is. It's that familiar, uh, familiar. I can't say the word right now. I'm tongue tied. <laughs> it's being familiar. I think that's it's a cool tie because. I think all usually when we see something that we recognize, um, we kind of gravitate toward it. I think this is one of those cases. And it, like I said, it's just a damn good episode. Yeah, I, I love the the visuals of that of of everything about the water going into the lava, yeah. and and the and the explosions, everything. I thought it looked just in. It, it's the visual of the, the of the destruction and that that cloud. Like I, I picture, like Bruce Wayne running into the Ben Affleck running into the cloud of the, of the oh, building yeah. in BBS. Like that's what Gladriel is. It's just just it's, it's just and just washing over her. I just love the imagery of the darkness mm-hmm. and, and that and that's the other thing too. Like in the next time we see it, we can assume there will not be sun. Like there is no more sun in the Southlands. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I think uh, it's it darkness. Yeah. The, the age of the darkness has come. That's right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, guys, we're we're really excited to see what happens here because it's the penultimate episode already. The, the, these, you know, it's the episode six. These and it, the first two episodes released at once, so it's the five five weeks of this show have flown by. Mm-hmm. To me, anyways, it's like there's only two episodes left, and I think they're going to be two of the most important episodes. Um, to and Chris and I were talking about this about how they're going to end it. You know, and they just started as of today of recording on October the third. They just started production of the second season. Like they're, they're like everything's coming together for Rings of Power, um, and we're just we're just so interested to see how it ends. And like I said, if if they keep true with the you know roughly around an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes per episode, we've got you know two hours, two and a half hours left of Rings of Power um, to to finish off the first season. And like I, I'm very excited to see where it goes from here. I can't wait. 
I'm hoping yeah. they put him in theaters these last, at least the finale. I was wondering, we haven't heard about that, eh? And I, it's already the last two episodes. Do you think they, you know, already announced it by now? I don't know. I think they would have, so maybe it's not happening, but I'm still going to hold out hope because I really want to see it on a big screen. Mm-hmm. I know it's oh, going to yeah. be beautiful. Well, and I was wondering too, like, okay, so this, is it, if this is the Battle of Helm's Deep, you know, are we going to get a battle for Middle Earth in this first season too? Is, it, is there still one more big thing to come? I, I oh, wonder, I'm sure. I, I would like, bet I there is. What it could be. I would think the final episode is going to have some type of large scale battle or. Even mm-hmm. if it's just a fight between a few characters, it's going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. I want to see Durin fighting. I, I do see, too. Yeah, I want to see Prince Durin wielding his axe and slashing up some guys. <laughs> I'd like to see if Elrond fights too, because I don't. Yeah, that'd be something. I don't think we've seen him do something like that before. Just, not much. Just from that prologue, he just does a, yell, a lot of yelling. Yeah, yelling he's, at his he's a yeller. He's a yeller. <laughs> Old yeller over there. <laughs> oh, I like. <laughs> <laughs> Old yeller, that Elrond. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see it, though. I'm in for whatever they do. I'm excited. Absolutely. All right, guys, that's our thoughts on Episode 6 of Rings of Power, Udin. Um, let us know what you guys think. Uh, hit us up when this show is released on uh, Tuesdays. Uh, you can, we'll be tweeting about it. Let us know what you guys think about it in the comments of the episode, and let us know what you guys think about everything we're saying um, here as well. Uh, Chris, before we get on in here, what uh, hit us up as a plex? You guys can follow me on Twitter at thatchris70. Uh, Emmett's better with the YouTube and podcast plugs and things, so he'll take over. You can follow me on Twitter at EmmettDavis7. And like Chris said, uh, we'd appreciate it if you followed, followed Gathering of the Geeks. We are available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, just search Gathering of the Geeks and you will find us. Uh, for Rings of Power, we'll be back next week. Uh, and saying all that, for Chris and I, Mehmet, and we gather on Sundays. I don't have a clever outro. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>